Welcome to Negative Balance. For this episode, we're going to be talking about innovation and how it may get a bad rap sooner than later. But first, to start off, my name is Jamar. I'll be today's host. I'm with... I'm Wanita. I'm Manuj. And I'm Melvin. Perfect. Can I get you guys to give us um, a background of your classes, what study you guys are representing and from? Yeah, so I'm Melvin Pereira. I'm a fourth-year economics student. Um, I take special interest in uh, public policy and then how that affects uh, uh, everyday life. So that, that's kind of what I specialize in. Uh, I'm a second-year student in econ. Uh, no particular interest as of yet, but maybe in the future it'll change. I'm in my fourth year of business and society, and I'm part of the Busso Students Association. I'm counselor. Also part of uh, the Busso Association, and we're here in, right now in Vanier College, room 111. So let's get started, guys. Let's look at first uh, technology and how it's benefiting society. I think that, of course, there's a lot of positives. There's the home automation that's becoming a, a really big sector right now. We have uh, the Google Home Automation, right? They have Alexa. I think Amazon also has the Amazon Echo. Yeah. And then also Siri, Apple's pretty much always dominant, right? So they're going to have, their part of me, going to have another um, big part of the market share that they're trying to secure as well. How do you guys feel about the home automation thing and what's your take on that? Um, I think uh, one, the biggest argument I'm hearing and reading about for home automation is privacy. Um, and... Uh, Throughout 2017, there was uh, there was times where Amazon would, would bring the price down for for Amazon Echoes or Dots or this home uh, this uh, Alexa device, and, um, and that was just to get it in the homes of the of their customers, right? Because once you're paired with the Amazon network, um, every question you ask is is just collecting data, and so they would predict uh, better predict as to what products to sell you and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, at some point, um, these sort of systems will be vulnerable. I, I like the whole production aspect of it. It makes our lives easier, but there needs to be privacy, uh, and, and that needs to be addressed. And once that's addressed, I think uh, this, this technology just take off, right? Okay. So that's, that's my stance. Um, I, I think one thing that you have to think about is, uh, you know, th there's this common phrase, if, if you're not paying for a service, then you're the product, right? So if, like for example, if uh, you use Facebook, for example, you're not paying for that, but they collect your data and then they sell that, they repackage that data yes. and then they sell it to other companies. So if you're okay with this, then, you know, you can use it, right? Uh, Facebook is obviously convenient, uh, Amazon's product. Their uh, Alexa, or is, is it called? I believe Alexa belongs Alexa, to Amazon. Yeah. Is it right? Yeah. So no, that's Google. I'm sorry. Oh, I think is that Google, Google has the Alexa? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, they all have very similar sure. uh, assistant like right. apps, right? Yeah. So, and that might increase your uh, convenience, right? Like you can buy things on the fly, but then they're also uh, recording your data, and okay. they might yeah. sell that to other companies. So you know, you should you should probably read about it and and become a more informed consumer. And then, you know, if, if that's something that you're okay with, then you can go ahead and Do use Do you think that. that's a fair trade-off? Like for a free service, right? Mm -hmm. We definitely benefit from Facebook a whole lot. I know um, I get I get a pleasure out of seeing how many Facebook friends I have. And I hope it, yeah. <laughs> the, it's a vanity, right? I hope that number keeps increasing. But Facebook has a multitude of advantages, even the voice calling. There's almost like a Skype platform. Yeah. And then their integration with other platforms because they're buying yeah. them up as well. So do you think that's a fair trade-off for having that free service at our disposal? I feel like uh, everyone's listening. I'm on your phone. Someone mentioned to me that um, 
if they or I think I heard it on the radio if you're talking about like a car or something um, pictures of a car or ads will pop up on your phone just randomly so you don't have to be committed to a particular app or service it's already on your phone so is that business model then would you say is a fair trade-off yeah I, I support yeah. that business model um, but I think uh, the, again the privacy aspect has to be addressed at some point um, I mean, we all use Facebook here uh, since we were in high school. Right. And uh, looking at Facebook now, uh, as I'm leaving the door here, um, is is it's it's more productive. It's it's brought people together. It's brought me new friends. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's a really good thing. But again, if if all this data is vulnerable to hack or or if if uh, advertisers were to abuse this sort of data. Um, then that's not a, that's going to be a problem with everyone, right? Because a lot of us trust the platform, and as soon as you lose trust, uh, people won't adopt the platform. Um, so, in my stance is that uh, as a platform, it, it makes a lot of positive change in, in the world, but uh, it also has this big what if as well behind it. Right. So that's what privacy legislation will will kind of uh, do for it. For sure, I yeah. definitely don't uh, disagree with that at all. <laughs> yes. I think that technology has huge benefits. Right? Yes, even outside of social media, I know Google as well. They have the um, they have the Google Pods, right? Yeah. When you put them inside your ear, they're actually translating languages for you. Yeah. So that's going to be huge for the uh, the tourism industry. Yes. Because when you go to another country, right, that's one of the big barriers. Right. You're not able to understand where you where yeah. you are. So I think that's um that's another testament to technology having a good side yeah. but as you mentioned the vulnerability yeah. uh, from having all that data collected like you said if you're not paying for a service then you're a product which mm -hmm. I really love yeah. then you know that's something that needs to be addressed and tackled but the downside I think to technology is there are certain segments of the population who don't really capitalize off of that too well and that would be namely I believe the senior citizens as well as those that have an impairment like a handicap so such as those that are blind yeah. or deaf um, so those type of individuals with impairments, I don't think that technology is um, totally benefiting them or even considering them too much because with society, our dependency on technology is going to reach a point where it's necessary. It's almost like a, pre a prerequisite, right? Yeah. Babies have iPads in front of them before they have books, you right. know? So I think with, if you look at Toronto already, if, if you have a society that's going to be needing requiring you actually to be somewhat um sensible around information technology yeah. or technology period i think that's going to cause a big problem for those parts of the population yeah, right. who aren't going to be able to um to follow up how do you guys think about that i feel like they will adapt yeah yeah and the seniors will unfortunately die off can you <laughs> <laughs> We're doing so good. You have to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Well, elaborate. Like, why yeah, do you think? Will die, I, you know? Why do you think that there's no chance of them adapting at all? I feel like there is a chance of them adopting. Um, those who don't want to change and adapt to society and the technological um, changes will depend on other people. And you can pay people to do things for you. Absolutely. So you can just pay someone to do all the technological stuff for you. So I don't think anyone's gonna. Okay. Uh, I think uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge for us to get seniors to adopt some of these technologies. Um, whenever we look at these sort of problems, and and this is something that uh, everyone should do if they're looking at raising the minimum. Uh, I mean, raising the retirement age or lowering the retirement age. Just take a look at Japan. They have one of the the highest, um, uh, I'd say, senior citizen population, and and now yeah. they have. 
they're saying that they're going to get a million drivers next year over the i think over 875 who are going to be driving vehicles oh, really? so it's it's going to be crazy to see how how policies are going to change in that country uh to take care of the the old population right who's going to be paying for that uh well th they're trying to revoke their licenses right they don't they say as soon as you hit 75 every year over 75 you're i think there's double the chance of of getting into an accident okay so uh, we will see uh, this becoming a problem everywhere in the world in the coming years and Japan will be the first one who will deal with this and, and based on their, their trial and error we can know how to designate policies and, uh, and, and, allow, uh, and know how to transition seniors to our path. Um, but in terms of technology, it's going to be fairly obvious uh, and then you did mention about the dying aspect so I thought about healthcare and uh, that's I mean, there's big money in healthcare now where they're trying to digitize all of these records. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny that, you know, you can see all my restaurant recommendations on Yelp and, and Facebook and all of that on my phone, mm -hmm. but I, I can't find my test results from, you know, perform right. or my vaccinations, right? right? So all of those are going to be digitized. And then from there, uh, I think uh, you will adopt a lot more seniors into that, that sort of system. Okay. Yeah. I think one uh, big thing that we did touch on is the aid, right? Yeah. For those senior citizens, having someone like a personal support worker right. or like a bedside nurse, those individuals, I think, will gonna are going to be the individuals who have to actually be um, technolo technologically <coughs> pardon me, inclined Yeah. because they'd be able to use those operating systems, right, to navigate and improve the quality of life. Yeah. So I think we were talking about before this actually off camera about necessary... Um, parts of the education, right? The education system yeah. needing to allow for these, I guess, STEM subjects yes. to be a priority, right? Yeah. I think that's even more so in the health industry gonna yeah. be a necessary um, element for them to do their training so that they can actually help those senior citizens who can. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna see the uh, happy merger of health and, and tech firms now. Uh, and I think last decade was all about uh, pharmaceuticals and playing with the law mm -hmm. to kind of uh, increase revenue and, and profits. But now I think it's going to be more on the innovation side. It's going to be health and Silicon Valley getting together and finding ways to do uh, business in a very productive environment because they see a big uh, market, right? This okay. is going to be a huge market, senior citizens, uh, for, for all, all OECD nations. Okay. Um, so yeah, I do see that there's going to be some sort of merge there. But again, we can't really, we don't know again how to predict that. That's true. So uh, it is. It is. There's change. There's room for change there. Okay. Yeah. Are any of you um, up on three D three D printing and the technology behind that? Uh, I understand the basic of it, but I'm okay. not sure what the recent developments are. No. Okay. That's gonna be a huge um, accelerator because yeah. with three D printing, you don't actually have to have like silicon valley. You don't have to have those um, those key elements, those the parts of the actual makeup. Yeah. You know the components that go into a phone or a laptop. Yeah. 3D printing will replace a lot of that, as well as in um, actual, I think it's biotechnology, right? When you have like a, a foot, yeah. it's not actually like a, a physical foot, but like the me metallic part that's able to hold, uphold people who don't actually have yeah. both feet. No, that's really, yeah. Able to service that. No, that's awesome. So there's definitely a, a positive side to that too, but I feel like there is just isn't um, a good balance in between who's going to be able to use that and who it's, who it's for, right? Yeah. It's for everyone, but not everyone. What good is something if not everyone's going to be able to actually uh, use it themselves? That's right. Yeah. User experience is definitely a big thing. And I feel like policymakers are always playing catch up with technology, yes. right? They're not able to 
they're not fast enough to react. To rea- yeah. So. Uh, n- not only mean? that, uh, I'm a firm believer in the free markets uh, that the free markets will, you know, will figure something out. Uh, and sometimes we need policies to address, you know, address the concerns. So that's why I was screaming about privacy laws before. But what I see is, uh, let's look at Facebook and Amazon and all of these other companies, uh, these high-tech Silicon Valley firms, and they realize that uh, their profit base, their, their revenue base, or the revenue source, is drying up.